Good morning on this Wednesday morning and welcome to our devotional Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. If you joined us yesterday, we were talking about in Christ, in Christ was life and the life. In other words, the life that was in Christ, that was the life that was the light of men. When Christ comes into the life of an individual, since the, the veil of darkness is pulled away, we begin to see things that we couldn't see before. We see truth. We are quickened and made alive to know God individually and personally. That part of us was dead. Uh, we, we cannot know God with our mind. We can only know him by and through our spirit. Since our spirit was dead to God, separated because of sin, we are quickened, we're made alive, even though we were in our sins and trespasses, we're made alive unto God, and we are conscious, we are aware. There is an intuition in us that all of a sudden recognizes God. How is this possible and not possible before? It's that quickening power of the Holy Spirit that makes our spirit alive unto God. It's no longer separated. Now, all of a sudden, the presence of God can be recognized by an individual that has come to Christ. And they don't understand it with the mind, definitely not with the flesh. They may feel something with the flesh, but the mind is like, okay, I don't get this because the mind has to be renewed and it has to be retrained again. So many years of walking in darkness, so many years of walking according to the uh, the prince of the power of this age, so many years of walking according to the course of this world, that it has to be renewed, it has to be transformed, and it has to be engrafted by the word of God according to James 1.17 onward, so that it is transformed and changed. It doesn't happen overnight. It takes a lifetime of renewing it. But that's not just all. That light that is produced also brings us and gives us a deeper understanding of things that were also hidden, that we could not have brought uh, forward in any way, shape, fashion, or form. And all of a sudden, the light of God himself that light, because of that life of Christ in us, uh, opens doors. We begin to comprehend and see and know things, and we're able to find and see solutions to things that we couldn't see before. So it's uh, important for us to understand that that life that was in Christ is the life that now is in us, and it gives us light. And as we walk in that light, in that life that is in us, then we continue to have fellowship with God the Father. Our relationship grows with Him. Our relationship with Christ grows. Our relationship with the Holy Spirit. Our awareness of God's presence in a circumstance or situation uh, is more easily seen and known than had previously had been understood. So when Jesus was saying to us that he is the way and that he is the life, no man cometh unto the Father but by him, 
that was a statement of fact. Because he is the life and he does make us alive, that is the only way. But there is no other way to the Father. Remember, the life that flowed in Jesus' physical, natural body and the life that flowed in him, in his ministry, was the life of the Father. And it was the life of his being, the very soul of Jesus that he was going to lay down for us and for our sins. So the the record that God has established is that he that has the Son has life. He that does not have the Son does not have life. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 45, it says, And so it is written, the first Adam was made a living soul. And we use the word made a living soul because of the clay that was used in the breath of God to breathe into that 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 inanimate uh, uh, object, and all of a sudden it had blood flowing through it. It had breath in its lungs. It had a knowledge of knowing. It had a will. It had emotions, and it also had the spirit, the breath of life that God had put into man. So the 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 individual that was now alive. The Bible calls a living soul. He was a living nephesh, a living soul. So when we continue reading, the scripture says that the last Adam, talking about Christ, because there will be no more Adams after that. He is the last Adam. It says he was made a quickening spirit. He was made a quickening spirit because everything that he dealt with everything that he touched, everything that he came into contact, he brought life into the circumstance or the situation or even the words that were spoken. So by that, we can see that Jesus himself in John chapter 6, verse 63, when he was talking to the individuals about, you know, he that uh, that is going to follow me must uh, uh, drink my blood and eat my flesh, and, of course, he was talking about the Spirit of God, talking about the Word of God. And it says, uh, the, it is the Spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Why? Because he was a quickening spirit. Everything. But once he was raised from the dead, he no longer was a a body that had blood in it, but was a quickened body, a quickened spirit. His physical body that he had now had been transformed, had been glorified. And we see in the book of John, chapter 5, verse 21, for as the Father raises up the dead and quickens them, so even so the Son quickens whom he wills. So notice that both the Father and the Son have the capacity to quicken. And the word quicken that is used there, the Greek word that is used there, it comes from the word zoe, zoe but it simply means to vitalize, literally or figuratively, to make alive, to give life. 
Now, that's the simplest definition that we can say. To quicken something or someone is to give them life. And not just physical life to resurrect them from the dead or raise them from the dead. But we're talking to give them life. The life that is in the Father, the life that is in the Son, to now be in the life of the individual and to give that life expression through the flesh that has been broken. When I say the flesh that has been broken, uh, understand it in this concept. Think of a seed. The life is in that seed. When you put that seed in the ground, uh, it dies. The, the shell between the elements of the moisture, between the elements of being broken down, that little shell releases the life that is within it, and all of a sudden you get this little thing that begins to grow. And of course, eventually it can become a sequoia tree. It can become a, 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 a little tomato plant. I mean, what, whatever that seed contains in it as its DNA, that is what it's going to be. Not anything else. It's going to be only what the seed contains of life in it. So you'll never plant a corn and get an apple. You'll never plant an apple and get a cherry. You'll never plant a seed of some sort and get something different. You're only going to get what's inside the seed. Well, the seed is the Word of God in us. And the Word of God in us, when it is received, it brings forth the image. It brings forth the life of Jesus himself. Now notice, it's only the beginning. The, the, the seed has been planted, so it's going to grow in us. But we also, as a human being, are a seed that must be broken and that must come to the place of able to release the life that is in us. And in order to accomplish that, we have to die daily. That means we have to crucify the flesh. We have to let that soulish life, that life that is just uh, led and guided by simply emotions and simply will and simply by the mind, our rational and by the appetites of the flesh, that life has to die daily. It has to be ground away at so that the manifestation of the inward life in Christ can manifest itself through our physical mortal bodies. Now, in the book of First uh, uh, Corinthians in chapter 4 and chapter 5, the Apostle Paul goes on to explain this. That the life of Christ, as we as we die, as as we are crucified, as we are broken, the life of Jesus is made manifest in our physical mortal bodies, and the more that that life is made manifest, the more that it even affects the physical flesh, and that includes healing, and that includes uh, the light that is brought to our understanding, our mind. Uh, the, the will of God, all of a sudden, and the purposes of God are clearer than ever before. But it's that quickening power and ability of the Spirit of God working, and I'm going to use it very carefully, its way out of our shell. 
Yes, we still continue to live in this physical body. And then one day, this physical body will give up the spirit. But in this physical living body, God wants to use us as an instrument. As an instrument to release the life of his son that is in us by the spirit of the living God. And it is so important to understand the the minimizing of the Spirit of God in our lives, meaning that we go back to that soulish way of life. A Christian has got to understand fully and completely that it is only by the Spirit of God that what is done by the Spirit of God, not by the flesh, but by the Spirit of God, is what's going to be eternal and everlasting. So even our words that are spoken can be considered words that are going to be spirit and they're going to be life if they are released through us in our brokenness. Now, Jesus talked about a man uh, taking up his cross uh, daily and following him. Jesus talked about a man losing his life. Uh, Jesus talked about an individual's life uh, being hid in God completely, but only being able to be released in and through the Spirit of God in his or her life. And that is a like cork in the bottle when we don't walk in the Spirit, when we don't live in the Spirit, when we don't allow the Spirit of God to release that life that is in us, then we have limited the very purposes of God for us and the purposes uh, for which Christ came to make us in his image, to develop us, well, the, the Spirit of God, to make us in his image so that we can bear the full image of the quickened spiritual body. It says in the book of Romans, in chapter number 8, verse 2, For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ has made me free from the law of sin and death. Just like the, the law of sin and death has operated in the life of every human being, so the law of the life of the Spirit in Christ Jesus is to operate in every believer that is born again. Just as one was as, as, as effective, so is the other. But we were walking according to the law of sin and death. Now we have been freed from that and through the word of God, through the power of the Holy Spirit and his indwelling, all of these things make it possible so that we begin to walk in the spirit, in the law of the spirit of life in Christ. And as we do that, then we begin to finally soar above sin, above all that is decay and the law of the Spirit begins to quicken all those areas of our life that were dying or that were dead and all of a sudden begin to transform us. It, it could be anything, uh, our, our financial life, it could be our marriage, it could be our home, it could be our job, it could be our physical body. But it begins to transform us little by little as we allow that life to be released and we die to the old soulish life, then God accomplishes something great in us. Well, I see our time has come to an end. 
Join us tomorrow as we continue this line of thinking. But until then, remember, Jesus is coming for the purpose of glorifying these bodies, a quickened body, not only spirit, but a quickened body also, a transformed soul, so that we can ever be with the Lord. So keep looking up. The Lord richly bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.